Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hi, you're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Katrina Schwartz. Before we get to the show this week, I have a little favor to ask. We're pulling together an episode to mark the one-year anniversary of the Bay Area's first shelter-in-place order, and we want to feature your stories about this past year. Maybe you learned that you love to dance or went through a breakup. Did living under COVID bring your family together or make you feel further apart? Or maybe you've overcome a challenge. Bay Curious producer Susie Racho and I have been asking ourselves the same questions. Susie, how has your life changed this past year? Well, for me, I think um, the biggest change was that I started to really appreciate living in San Francisco. Unlike a lot of people who wanted to move out as soon as they could, for me, my world got very small like a lot of other people. And um, I live near Golden Gate Park, but I really took it for granted. And there are just so many spots in Golden Gate Park that I had never been to, even though I had lived on both sides of the park for a lot of years. And I just learned how to appreciate the city in a way that I, you know, basically didn't have time for before. So what about you, Katrina? You know, honestly, I feel like I've gotten old in the past year. I used to be really busy. I had something every night of the week. I was out. I almost was never home until 9 p.m., either at the gym or meeting up with a friend or doing something with my Ultimate Frisbee team. And, you know, all of those things have been kind of stripped away. And so now I'm home all the time. I, like, you know, go for a walk after work. I watch Jeopardy. I, like, don't go out. And I feel like just in a very short time, I went from believing sort of like that I would never become an adult, you know, never really settle down and want to do adult things to really embodying that lifestyle. Um, And it's been kind of a weird experience for me because I was slow to let go of all of that other social stuff that I had going on. So we've both have really different experiences of this, but we want to hear from you all, our listeners, about what you're going through this year. Record your COVID story on your smartphone and send it to us at baycurious at kqed.org. Or call and leave us a message at 415-553-3334. I'm excited to hear from you. Okay, on to the show. This week, we're revisiting a Bay Curious classic that first aired in 2017. It was recorded before anyone had heard of the pandemic, a time when people could sit snugly elbow to elbow at a bar, no anxiety. All that coming up. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. 
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. It's been a chilly winter, and with St. Patrick's Day just around the corner, we thought it would be a good time to snuggle up with a San Francisco classic. Olivia's going to take it from here. Today, I'm at the Buena Vista Cafe, the famous purveyor of Irish coffee in San Francisco. I'm here with reporter Kelly O'Mara. Hi. And our question asker. Hi, I'm Sarah Russell from Moss Beach. Now, Irish coffee is the drink to get here. And Sarah, I know you've got a question about it, but before we get to that, shall we get around? Let's. Let's do it. It's a steamy hot glass with a hot water. I pour it out put the two sugars in there, and then I put the hot coffee in there, hot fresh coffee, stir it up, like Bob Marley, stir it up, and then we put the old Irish whiskey in there, a little nice cold cream, cold heavy cream, and voila, there you have it. Beautiful. We have to drink these in the name of research and reporting. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Mmm. Sarah, tell us, how would you describe that first taste of Irish coffee? Creamy, yummy, silky, good. You know, uh, confession, I've never had an Irish coffee before. This is my first one. It's amazing. But we didn't just come here to drink drinks. You actually had some questions you wanted answered, too. I know that my mom used to come here. She uh, she worked for City of Paris, which no longer exists, but it was the Macy's. It was the department store on Union Square. And so she and her friends would come down here. I was always told that the Irish coffee was invented here in this place in San Francisco. So I was curious if that's true. This week on Bay Curious, could Irish coffee possibly have been invented in San Francisco? We headed into the back room at the Buena Vista to learn how Irish coffee ended up here. It was not originated in San Francisco. It was introduced in San Francisco to America. So my name is Leah, and I've been a waitress at the Buena Vista for 14 years. The Buena Vista doesn't actually claim that Irish coffee was invented here. They say that it was introduced to America here. Leah set the scene. It was 1952. And it was a a dark and stormy night, November 10th to be exact. And the owner of the Buena Vista at the time, his name was Jack Kepler, and he was behind the bar. And sitting at the bar was a fellow named Stanton Delaplane. Stanton Delaplane is very well known in the San Francisco Bay Area. He was a travel writer. Well, look who it is, Stanton Delaplane. Deadline time at the Chronicle? Another day, another deadline. I've traveled far, old Jack. Pour me a martini, will you? Not one of them Irish drinks you keep writing about? Gaelic coffee? Ah, if only. No one makes them like the Irish. I could. I tell you. Just coffee, whiskey, and cream. 
simple. No, no. I cannot speak any higher of the Irish coffee. Smooth as nectar. And how the steam rises through the collar of cream. The real trick is to make the cream float. If the Irish can do it, let me put on a fresh pot of coffee and we'll give it a go. They tried it. They tried different glasses. They tried different whiskeys. They tried everything they could think of. The cream kept falling down to the bottom. I don't know how many more of these I can drink, Jack. Never heard a newspaper man complain about too much drink. But this cream ain't right. Keep sinking. What are we doing wrong? Damned if I know. I guess you'll have to fly to that airport in Ireland. <laughs> Ask for the cook, Joe Sheridan. I just might. Kepler got so obsessed with this, he actually flew to Ireland, met Joe Sheridan, who was the fellow who was not the bartender at Foynes at the time, but worked in the kitchen. Hiya. Are you Joe Sheridan, the Joe Sheridan who invented Irish coffee? Why, yes, I am. It wasn't ten years ago, back during the war. Pan Am passengers came in shivering late one night, fit to die with the cold. Surely, I thought, we must invent a stirrup cup for the poor souls. And what is more warming than Irish whiskey, smooth as a maiden's kiss? Nothing I can think of. To take the chill, we filled the glass with coffee, black as Cromwell's heart, topped it off with a floating inch of Irish cream. But the cream, how does it float? I tell you, it's all in the whipping. So first, you get a fresh, high-fat cream, the type that... So Jack came back, he had perfected the Irish coffee, Stan Delaplane wrote about it in the newspaper, and all of a sudden... People were knocking on the Buena Vista door trying to get one of these authentic Irish coffees. We now have what they came up with in 1952. It's been the exact same recipe all this time. A great tale. But there is this Irish saying that goes, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. I was in San Francisco and I went to the Buena Vista to have an Irish coffee and I was extremely pleased with how good a drink they were making. This is Eric Felton. He wrote a book on cocktails called How's Your Drink? He says there are two problems with the story of Irish coffee. For one, he's not sure about the legend of Joe Sheridan inventing the drink at the airport. That's the most widely accepted version of the story. But there's historical evidence Irish coffee actually was created before then possible that the drink was actually invented in 1940 or so at a pub called The Dolphin in Dublin. And from there, it spread to the airport and ultimately from the airport out into the world via travelers like Stanton Delaplane. But Eric also isn't convinced our Stanton Delaplane was the first person to bring the drink to the U.S. The first instance that I can find of the Irish coffee coming to the U.S. is that it food critic for the New York Herald Tribune, Clementine Paddleford. And for her St. Patrick's Day column in 1948, she talks up the Irish coffee and she gives the classic recipe. It's, it's clearly the Irish coffee we know. But it is the case that it's in San Francisco that the Irish coffee 
really became a sensation, thanks to Stanton Delaplane. So even if Stanton Delaplane wasn't the first to write about Irish coffees, the Buena Vista definitely popularized them in America. And that's why they still serve up to 2,000 of them every single day. They've done the Irish coffee proud over the years and continue to maintain their standards. Back at the bar, we checked in with question asker Sarah. What did you think? I think it tastes great, and it doesn't matter what the story is. <laughs> I was just curious. may not be totally true, but it's pretty true, and we're not going to let it get in the way of a good story. Or a good drink. I think we should cheers to that. Cheers! <laughs> Big thanks to Sarah Russell for asking the question, and to reporter Kelly O'Mara. Due to COVID restrictions, the Buena Vista Cafe is only open for outdoor seating and takeout right now. Check their website for the most up-to-date information. And a big thanks to all of our voice actors on this episode. Stanton Delaplane, played by me, Paul Lancor. Jack Kepler, played by me, Brian White. And Joe Sheridan, played by me, John Dunleavy, known for a long time as Kelly's dad. Thanks, Dad. Bay Curious is made by Susie Racho, Katie McMurrin, and me, Katrina Schwartz. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.